Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Politico Energy. I'm Nirmal Malaikul. No more Russian energy should come into the United States for the duration of this bloody, horrifying, and unprovoked war against Ukraine. That was Republican Senator Lisa Murkowski on Thursday introducing a bill alongside Democratic Senator Joe Manchin and a group of bipartisan lawmakers that would ban the imports of Russian crude oil and petroleum products into the United States. Political pressure is growing to target Russia's massive energy sector, and lawmakers hope this bill will force President Joe Biden to act. So the president has said, I'm going to use every tool in the toolbox. Mr. President, this is a tool. This is a tool. Today, Politico's Josh Siegel gives us the breakdown on where this bill can go. It's Friday, March 4th. So, Josh, why is this new bill from Senators Manchin and Murkowski coming now? Yeah, so this bill is coming now because, as proponents say, it's really the last tool that's on the table and the most significant tool is Russian energy. We haven't directly targeted Russian energy yet. It's their biggest revenue source. And we're seeing intensified attacks from Russia on Ukraine. They're not slowing down their war on Ukraine. So senators of both parties say, look, we really need to start thinking about the energy lever, especially as it relates to the U.S. interactions with Russian energy. And where do Biden and other Democratic leaders stand on this bill? So I would separate the White House from Democrats in Congress. Right now, the White House, although they're saying stopping Russian energy imports is not off the table, they definitely don't prefer that option. They're very sensitive to gasoline prices, which We're at $3.60 a gallon on Wednesday, the highest in eight years. So they are very sensitive to that. Democrats in Congress, now, of course, the president is of their party, so they would likely own any action that might cause prices to go even higher, which could happen if the U.S. were to cut off imports of Russian energy. At the same time, they're, they're not the president, so they could be seen here as working in a bipartisan way, not being soft on Russia. So I'd say the incentives aren't entirely the same for Democrats in Congress as it is to the White House. So we'll, we'll see if, if the White House moves, if Democratic support becomes really consensus position within the party. Got it. So is it clear yet whether this bill could get enough support to pass in the Senate? It's too early to say for sure, but The support that's picking up, this is happening in real time. It's happening fast, and it's been surprising to see the level of support. We saw House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. She made a statement Thursday, let's do it. Let's let's ban Russian oil. So, that I mean, there's the go-ahead you would need in the House. There's actually a House version of the bill that's bipartisan involving moderates Josh Gottheimer, a Democrat, and Brian Fitzpatrick, a Republican who introduced that. And we're seeing Manchin and Murkowski's bill pick up a number of co-sponsors, almost a dozen. Schumer is looking at this, he told me. He hasn't come in and and had a position as of this recording. But yeah, I mean, I think a lot will, as far as if it could pass, will hinge on the White House. Like, do they move their position? Do they lean in and say, hey, like, Congress wants to do this? Like, it actually, you know, wouldn't be a huge price impact. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's all happening very fast. There's a lot of momentum. 
So let's talk about the impact and scope of this bill. Global oil prices have been high since Russia began its invasion of Ukraine. In the short term, do we have an idea if this ban will actually make a dent in oil prices? I think there would be some impact, just given, again, this would show the markets that there's momentum towards actually banning Russian energy. There's a start of that beginning, which we haven't seen that yet. But at the same time, there's a distinction between the U.S. banning Russian oil and then actually full-out sanctioning Russian oil and gas. That would be much more significant, the latter, because it's really Europe that relies heavily on Russia's supply. The U.S., you know, we don't get a ton of oil and petroleum products from Russia. Very little LNG, that, those, that only liquefied natural gas, we only get that in, in certain instances where the East Coast is really in trouble. So, yeah, I, I think... Most analysts say, I mean, look, you'd probably see a little bit of of increase, but I mean, actually senators I'm talking to who support this policy are actually starting to argue that you maybe wouldn't see such a huge impact just given the U.S. doesn't import a ton from Russia. But, you know, symbolically, they they think this would be very important. They just say, hey, like, why? what are we doing here? The U.S. has this great supply of, of oil. We know Saudi Arabia, Mexico have a similar grade of oil than Russia. You know, we should be able to kind of replace what's lost. So that's the short-term impact. But looking forward, how long would this ban last? Yeah, so according to the Murkowski and Manchin bill, basically what the bill would do is that it, it would declare a national emergency with respect to Russian aggression against Ukraine. And when they say that's a threat to national security, and then that would direct President Biden to prohibit imports of crude oil, petroleum products, and LNG from Russia. And basically what the bill would do is it would say, look, this ban would be in place during the length of the national emergency. And either the president or Congress would be able to, to terminate the emergency and the import ban, you know, when they so choose. Also, several Democrats have proposed a nationwide gas tax holiday to reduce the impact of rising inflation, pandemic-related economic challenges, and rising energy prices. But House Speaker Nancy Pelosi was not very supportive of the idea unless the legislation expressly protects consumers at the pump. Pelosi made her position clear at a press conference on Thursday, saying that, quote, there is no guarantee the oil companies pass that reduction onto the consumer. The White House has not ruled out supporting a gas tax relief, but hasn't pressed for one either. During a briefing last month, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki said all options were, quote, on the table. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our newsletter at politico.com slash morningenergy. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Carlos Prieto and Raghu Manavalan edited this week's podcast. Kelsey Tamburino is the host of Politico Energy. I'm the show's producer. Jenny Ament is the senior producer of audio at Politico. Our editors are Matt Daly and Gloria Gonzalez. I'm Nirmal Malaykul, and we'll see you back on Monday. Did you know that Chevron is working with partners in California to convert the methane from cow waste into renewable natural gas that, one day, can help fuel trucks across the nation? Find out more at chevron.com forward slash RNG.